listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 25th of November 2021. Later investment themes for 2022. But first to your power bills because households can expect to pay $77 less or about 6% for electricity in 2024. That's according to the Australian Energy Market Commission and its latest report. For more, here is its chair, Anna Collier. The two main drivers that are at work here are the wholesale costs, as you've mentioned. So in the period covered by the report, we do have some old plant retiring, about 2,500 megawatts coming out of the system, but we've got more than double that of new resources coming in. And the new resources are a mix of wind, solar um, batteries, and also some gas. And that's on top of uh, investments that customers are making on solar panels that are going on their rooftops. So that's really bringing down those wholesale costs, which are feeding through to customers in bills. The other part of the story is around the network costs. So that's the cost of the poles and wires we use to deliver the electricity. And we're seeing those go up just a bit. Uh, but it's important for us to keep an eye on that because that's also an important component within the customer's bill. That's a really good example of what we'll see in the transition and what we're trying to smooth out. But what's happened in 2022 and 2023 is the Liddell Power Station. That's a large coal-fired power station in New South Wales. That will retire. So all of that energy coming out of the system is leading to those small increases in um, wholesale price. And then as those new resources come online, that's when that costs come down again in 2024. So it really is around, um, as we see our old ageing um, power stations retire, making sure that we've got those new resources coming in in a timely way uh, to keep that transition smooth as possible. And what else can households do? Here's Anne again. Um, and putting solar panels on your roof is fantastic if you've got the ability to do that. But for any customer, one of the other things that comes out through the report is that you can make savings by making sure you're on the best energy deal for your circumstances. So going back to the ACT, we actually have found that customers in the ACT could save up to $280 moving from a regulated offer to a competitive market offer. So, um, and putting solar panels on your roof is fantastic if you've got the ability to do that. But for any customer, one of the other things that comes out through the report is that you can make savings by making sure you're on the best energy deal for your circumstances. So Going back to the ACT, we actually have found that customers in the ACT could save up to $280 moving from a regulated offer to a competitive market offer. So that's one thing customers are looking around. The second part of the question was around um, the um, proliferation of solar panels that we're seeing, and that does make a huge impact on the system. And in fact, we put some reforms through earlier in the year to make sure that the distribution network was going to be capable of continuing to take more solar panels because we do expect to see that continue. Um, and over the longer term, we would love to see more and more participation in the market from customers in a way that works for them. So through their trusted service providers, we think that can make a real difference in balancing out um, the supply side of the market and really make a difference overall for all customers. Anna Collier there from the Australian Energy Market Commission. Uh, let's take a look at the Australian share market now, which 
actually rose today, but only ever so slightly. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.1% to 7,407. The miners rose. NAB declined even as the ACCC approved its $1.2 billion acquisition of City Australia. Kogan was one of the worst performers, down 4.3%. It received a second strike on its remuneration report at its AGM today. The best performer on the 200 was EML Payments, up 31 and a third of a percent follow some favourable regulatory changes in Ireland. So for more on the, the day's market action and what to expect next year, I spoke earlier with Kyle Rodder from IG Markets. Well, it's been a little bit of a range-bound market for a few weeks now, and I dare say that we're sort of in consolidation mode. So, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of perkiness return to the material sector. So I think that's given the, the market some, I guess, signs of life. Um, you know, the iron ore price picking up there is a, a big factor. But for me at the moment, you know, there's this really big talk about the growth value dynamic in the markets. Again, for the last few months, at least since the ASX 200 uh, hit a record high, you know, it's really been growth stocks that have driven outperformance uh, across the globe. The ASX 200 doesn't have a great uh, constituency in that regard, just a fairly small tech space. And it's one of the reasons why we're seeing the ASX 200 underperform, say, US equity market. So overall at the moment, it's looking a little bit sluggish. Things are still positive overall, but because we've got that sort of weaker growth theme, weak value stocks, that's been weighing on the materials in the financial sector lately. And again, we're, we're very much in a, in a range-bound environment for, for the time being. Um, iron ore, as you briefly mentioned, it's back above 100 US dollars a tonne. Is this temporary? And what does it mean for our miners? Yeah, well, I guess it ties back to what was the catalyst there. And there were sort of two things. One was a report out of China that just showed a bit of a pickup in demand for raw materials and raw minerals over the last couple of weeks. So that was positive and, and sort of reversed a bit of a trend of, of weakening demand for quite some time. We also got the PBOC meet at the start of the week for, for interest rates uh, or their monetary policy settings. And, you know, in the statement that they released, there was a couple of paragraphs removed that the markets interpreted as being, you know, potentially opening the door for, for stimulus in China. Uh, sometime in the in the near future. And of course, we've seen China's economy slow down quite considerably over the last, well, 12 months or so. And it really has been as policymakers move their focus away from economic concerns to social concerns and financial stability risks. So markets are starting to hope that maybe with the slowdown in China, um, policymakers might, um, you know, tap the, tap the accelerator a little bit when it comes to monetary and fiscal policy. And any run higher in iron ore prices, I think, will definitely depend on signals of, of, of those sorts of things. As we approach the end of the year, I'm keen to know a little bit more about what you think is the most important either corporate story of the year or maybe investment or economic theme. Yeah, I have to say inflation once again, you know, I know it's a, a really kind of obvious one, but you know, if you really look at investment fundamentals, the first thing you have to consider is, you know, where can I park my wealth to protect it and then grow it over time? And the biggest thing that erodes wealth um, in the long run is inflation. Now, a lot of you know, considerations when it comes to to investment is about where can I put my money to combat the effects of inflation. So, you know, you talk, throw on top of that too that there is the risk of, you know, maybe runaway price growth because supply chain is, uh, are still very disrupted. Labor markets are potentially, you know, uh, going to be constrained going forward and means that, you know, at least in some sort of real terms that they remain tight and, you know, could lead to some kind of runaway inflation. You know, the risk is also there too that um, central bankers will have to, you know, slam the brakes on, on policy to, to tighten things up and, and stop that dynamic and that would be really bad for investment markets too. So, you know, again, it's the headline thing, it's the obvious thing, but it's, it is the most important thing. And, and, and inflation is the, the thing now and probably going into early 2022 that everyone's going to be worried about um, to try and see what, again, uh, it does uh, in, in terms of the data and then how it's reacted to um, by policymakers. And as a follow-up, how, how, how does that change the way people invest to combat in inflation or what will people be looking at in the next year? 
Well, I think if inflation is persistent, we'll start to see investors doing some interesting things. One, looking at store, stores of value, and I think that means real assets will perform, companies that are exposed to real assets will perform really well. You know, the gold price is a very obvious one, but other commodity prices too that might see, um, you know, a price appreciation because of, you know, supply chain bottlenecks and, and, and prices moving higher. But we'll also probably see investors as well um, move into areas of the stock market and invest in companies that have really strong pricing power, have really strong market share. And I think you might see this interesting dynamic if, again, inflation is persistent, um, that you'll get some, you'll get invested simultaneously investing in companies exposed to real assets, so some areas of the value complex, but also some growth areas of the market like the big tech stocks that, again, have big, um, you know, pricing power and, and major market share uh, and can absorb higher costs a little bit. So if inflation persists, I think that's what will be the dynamic. There'll also be the overarching concern of a policy mistake too, and that could introduce some volatility into the markets. Carl Rodder there from IJ Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.